Hey Hardies, you're listening to the Hardies Hotline, your connection to Hope Valley, hosted by me, Casey, and my friends Caroline and Cammie. A special thanks goes to our friend Brian Bird for letting us use the music on our show. Without further ado, grab a scone from Abigail's and enjoy. Welcome back, Hardies! Hi, Hardies! It's a big day! No, we don't have anybody special coming on today, but we are finishing the entire first season of When Calls the Heart. We made it! (laughs) We made it! The Hardy's Hotline has made it through the very first season of When Calls the Heart. Yay! (laughs) Yay us! (laughs) And now we are ready for season eight. All right, now let's get into the season finale of season one. season one episode 12 prelude to a kiss oh man the title just oh the parties we're gonna need a mop (laughs) we're barely five minutes into this and we we need a mop clean up clean up on aisle c Oh, what can I say? This hopeless romantic was pretty hopeless watching this again. <laughs> I too squealed. But we'll get okay. into that when we we'll get, get to into there. that. Okay, good. We have All a few right. things to knock out of the way first. Yeah, we'll get the vegetables over with. <laughs> then we'll come to dessert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first the summary. Bill Avery continues his investigation into the mine explosion with help from Jack. A budding romance grows between Bill and Abigail. Elizabeth struggles to make a decision about the teaching offer. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. Mm. (laughs) All right. Let's start with that investigation because it takes a couple of nasty turns. So it went from playing ball to playing dirty to sucker punches. Oh man, I am telling you. So the first the first scene that we see in this episode is Jack and Bill are in the mine again and it says that and bill says that there was an excessive level of methane in the shaft and jack comes to the conclusion those men were walking into a death trap mm-hmm. <sighs> that number 1 i'm very impressed that they can tell all of that from fragments mm-hmm. you know <laughs> Especially in 1910. I don't know how that works, but I'm not in charge of that. So I just take that. I just take their word for it. But there's got to be something so haunting. So haunting about going in 
and finding the cause of death, especially for so many. Yes. I mean, it's, it, it's almost like the walls were echoing with their voices. This is what happened. This is what happened. It just, oh, it's a, it was a very eerie feeling. It is. It's a very eerie feeling. And then, of course, Gowan has no sympathy for the situation whatsoever because when Adam Miller, shout out to Chad Willett, (laughs) when Adam Miller reappears and starts talking very openly, you know, he, he doesn't open up his feelings per se, but he really puts himself out there. He says, Mm -hmm. when I lost my leg, I thought I had lost everything. And yeah, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. Because it was nice to see Adam's character grow too and grow in his, um, or or, um, continue on his cycle of grief. Like, you know, you're you're finishing that up because he was- Because we, we left him right when he was at the start of his journey of acceptance. Mm -hmm. So yes, I completely agree with you. So Gowan spoils the whole mood by, well, I mean, first he, man's such a snake. He weasels his way in saying that the company is going to make a sizable donation. And then he has to go and spoil it all by saying a magnanimous gesture would be to donate the entire amount needed plus money for Mr. Miller's labor. But our reserves are tied up in this frivolous investigation. Oh, it's like, he's like, here's my knife. Here's me threatening it. And by the way, Hmm. One of you in the crowd, I'm about to stab you in the back and twist. Mm. I I was so angry with Gowan. I couldn't even write anything in my notes because I was just so angry with him. All I wrote was Gowan (laughs) with three exclamation marks because had I had the energy to write out my feelings it would take a long time because I was I know happy with Gowan I know I couldn't I I was trying to write everything but I'm like yeah I'm <laughs> so mad right now and he so, is an emotional manipulative person yeah. he is an emotional manipulator yes that is exactly what he is and then so first he goes just insulting people with the investigation calling it frivolous and of course abigail is brave enough to say no investigation is frivolous when 46 men are dead and abigail is probably one of the only ones that's brave enough to fight because if if you think about it it makes sense every other widow there that we know that has been a major player um they all have children Mm-hmm. Florence has three children that we we don't see. It's mentioned early on. Right. We have, Molly has Rosaline. Cat mm-hmm. has the three kids. They can't afford. Dottie Ramsey has. He has her at son. At least two, mm-hmm. I think. But she's also still married, yeah. and she's the mayor's wife. But uh-huh. all of the other widows have children, and they can't afford to lose themselves for their children. So if they lose, 
and they're sent to prison or they're sent off or their money is taken or whatever the case may be, they can't afford that. So they, I, I don't blame them for not wanting to necessarily be the one to start digging for the, 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 the information, the scandals and all of yeah. that. Abigail does, it's only her. I mean, she has Elizabeth, but Elizabeth can be taken care of. She has Elizabeth her, is a grown woman, her, yeah. her family, but Abigail is, she's, she's by herself. She has literally, she, she doesn't have much to lose in a sense of like, true. she doesn't have to worry about providing food for her children or anybody else. I mean, yes, she will lose her livelihood. She would have to move some, you know, she'd have to go somewhere, Yeah, but she is the best person out of those widows to fight Gowan. Yeah. Is he done? Oh no. Oh no. He's not done. He goes even further because Abigail is standing up there all by herself, bless her heart. And now her integrity has been called into question. I loved Elizabeth's face right there because everybody's looking at Abigail. What? But Elizabeth knew that there was friend that there were friendly feelings between Mm -hmm. Abigail and Bill. And so she doesn't look at Abigail going, what? She just, her eyes widen at Kat as if to say, oh, how dare he bring this up? Mm -hmm. You know? And so Abigail's standing up all by herself. Elizabeth wants to offer her support. So she gets up and says, I believe children can learn anywhere even in a saloon, Abraham Lincoln learned in a log cabin. So then Gowan has to bring everybody down to, t- to bring himself higher. And so he says, well, I don't think your replacement will feel the same way. Aren't you leaving us? And so now you have the entire room against Abigail and mad at Elizabeth. Not to mention the only reason why he, he did that is because she's friends with Abigail and she's standing up for Abigail. Like, he was gonna he, he was going to expose her, her being Elizabeth, but he was probably waiting for the right moment. Oh gosh! And then so, it's not enough that we are taken for a ride in this investigation on an emotional level. Now it's a physical level because Bill gets jumped. And we know who sent the cronies. We know who the cronies are. And it's, so it takes it to a whole new level because now there's physical harm. Yeah, and they must be getting paid really well really good bonus in that in that check for that month (laughs) bill certainly does make light of it by saying the lengths i'll go to to get you to make a fuss over me (laughs) at least he's looking at the bright spot of the situation (laughs) sure is (laughs) well i got beaten up and left there but Abigail's fussing over me. Of course, she's about to sew me up and that'll inflict pain, but I have her undivided attention. (laughs) Oh boy. Their relationship, that takes a quick turn too. Oh my gosh. It's very, it's, it's very 
You know, it is. It's sad. It's sad the way that it takes such a quick turn. And then it takes, and then it takes a quick turn back. And then they do a U-turn back around the bend and then it's never there again. Mm -hmm. And I'll be the first to say, I loved Frank. I, I thought Frank was awesome. But there really was something, and I didn't mind. I didn't mind Frank because Abigail and Bill were over. Oh yeah, yeah. But I really did think that Abigail and Bill were cute. I really did. <laughs> they, they, they do. They do. Is with this episode the the way it ends with Abigail going into Bill's room to find the list, and then. She sees the picture with his wife and son band. and his wedding band. Yeah, that's. I was, I, re- oh, I, I was I rem- very, very, very tempted to click next episode, but I must <laughs> don't it. do it. Yes, save you it, must save it. Even though I know it's coming, but again, it was just one of those gotta, moments where I was. You've like, got to save it for May. <laughs> Why? I remember watching this for the first time and remember I was pregnant (laughs) when I watched it for the first time and just seeing the picture and the ring, I went, no, (laughs) it just, it was beyond my thinking that Bill could be such a cad. I was like, no, there's no way. Yeah. yeah, I was the same way. I was like, they're, they've got to be dead. Like, he's got to be a widower. He has to be a widower. He has to be. He a fresh widower. A fresh <laughs> widower. Like, his wife and son passed away, like, three months ago, and he's not ready to talk about it, which is why he hasn't told that to Abigail, which is also why he's not uh, the ring. Eh. I'm justifying it in my mind because right. I was such a big <laughs> fan of Bill yeah this uh, yeah i know and and this I mean, is also the reason why the first time around i i did go ahead and binge the next season because i yep, have to know so what happened <laughs> so did i <sighs> abigail i do have to say abigail was very quick you know i mean we don't see that play out in this episode but we see the anxiousness mm-hmm in her eyes we see the uh we see the fear we see the anxiety Mm -hmm. we see the shock and we see her become very disheartened all in one second yeah i love what elizabeth said she said speaking of setting fires is it my imagination or do you get prettier every day you know it's just (laughs) Elizabeth sees it and Elizabeth mm-hmm. is not only sees it but she acknowledges it mm-hmm. just like we talked about when how her eyes widened when when uh, Gowan brought it out you know she she's happy for her friend yeah. because Abigail is starting to live again mm-hmm. you know I think that Abigail's life has been very others centered since yes. the accident it's, you know, Abigail is so focused on 
other people and helping everybody else out and taking Elizabeth in and making Jack feel welcome and getting these two people to see reason. And <laughs> right. <laughs> it's been very others centered. Mm-hmm. And uh and then when Julie came, she had to help her get smart about Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. It, it's she been has very, been... yeah, it's been very other centered and she is finally doing something for herself and it shows. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to wrap up Bill and Abigail, it's, this is, this is where things get bumpy for the two of them. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because things have not exactly been smooth sailing for them in the past two episodes. But it was smooth sailing with the two of them personally. Yeah. And so it gave them, I think, a reprieve from all of this disgustingness. Right. And so and it was nice. it's sad to it's sad to see that <sighs> get, it's sad to see that get bumpy. I know. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because it's been so long since I've seen them together as a quote unquote couple Mm -hmm. that's interested in each other so I'd kind of you know we Abigail's gone through such a journey over the last six seasons over the next six seasons and so watching this I was like yeah I'm actually a little sad right now (laughs) (laughs) well and then they could have I don't know. They were just yeah. they were just nice together. And even even in season 6 with the telephone, mm-hmm. you have a lot more of Bill and Abigail and it was kind of fun to see the banter back again. But Yeah. And I feel like it could have um it could have continued had circumstances allowed it. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know. I th- this just with Abigail being gone from Hope Valley now in the in present day, mm-hmm. it's it just it, it it does make me sad that we're not going to see that Bill and Abigail relationship. Even if they're never going to be a couple and they're never going to mm-hmm. get married, that's fine. But I just I I really like seeing the ups and downs of their friendship because yeah. that's what friendship is. If you don't have a fight with somebody, or if you, if there's a moment where you're like, oh my goodness, like. <laughs> What kind of relationship do you have, you know? Yeah. Well, and not only that, but Bill is, Bill sticks with Abigail at, at this point. He really, I know there are a lot of people out there who are going to say, well, Abigail doesn't need protection. Uh, She's a strong woman, but it can be very lonely being strong. Mm -hmm. And when you know that someone has your back, it's a very relieving thing yeah to, to know that they that you don't exactly have to be strong all the time mm-hmm. yeah and, and you can be a strong person but still have somebody have your back yeah you like, can still be a strong person who wants protection every once in a while yeah and that's There's why nothing wrong with that at all even as yeah. a woman like yeah you can be a strong confident woman but if you feel alone, that's like, 
it's just your confidence is gone. <laughs> it is very disheartening. You need that's why community is so important. That's why friendship is so important. That's why Bill's counterpart to Abigail is such a wonderful thing because through the years you do see them have each other's backs at different times. They're still very strong people in their own yeah. way. Abigail can definitely stand on her own two feet. Bill obviously can stand on his own two feet, but you have that, you know, you have that, that, um, I don't know what do you want to call it? That force that just helps each other out. Like you can't yeah. have kind of an understanding. Yeah. 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 So let's move on and let's talk about the other person who made me very angry in this episode. <laughs> Oh. which is so terrible because I love her now you know? I know she's my favorite she is my favorite person but oh. <laughs> she's, she's exasperating at this point she, okay hmm. so Jack and Rosemary we assume that they're in their what early mid 20s 20s yeah right Mm-hmm. I we I assume Jack is a bit older than Elizabeth. So let's say Elizabeth's 22, 23, 24. I feel like Jack is maybe a couple of years, like two or years older or so. I, I would put Elizabeth at 22, 23, and I would put Jack at 24. 24, 25, yeah. Maybe. I, I, but I I think I assume Rosemary is a maybe a year or so older than Elizabeth, but she certainly doesn't act like it. Oh my gosh. When she goes in to his office and he's not there, instead of leaving, she decides to snoop. And when, so that's mature right there, snooping all over your ex-fiance's office. I mean, that's one thing. I, I do have a cure. I, I do have a curiosity. I will vouch for and say if I were Rosemary, <laughs> I would probably be poking around that desk too, just to see what's there. Like, is there a picture of me? <laughs> however, however, <laughs> you guys, I am going to refrain from banging my desk. I don't know what's worse, <laughs> being emotionally manipulated or seeing a grown woman take a pencil and draw a mustache on a beautiful drawing of a beautiful woman and then crumpling oh. it up and throwing it out. Rosemary, think a little bit. At least take it with you and burn it because... <laughs> You know that Jack is going to see that in the trash. He's going and go, he's going to see it's picture? missing. It's missing from his sketchbook. Who did this? It's in the trash can, crumpled up. Let me take it out and smooth it up. Somebody drew a mustache. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly how you want to win a man back. How to win Jack back is by... It's not by... Ah, <laughs> Rosemary! Rosemary, come on. Oh my gosh. And that picture. Okay. Whoever, whoever did that art was fantastic. Props to the prop department. I'm really sad they never brought that back. Well, they did. And with the with the with the yeah, but I feel I I would have loved <laughs> to have more. 
Uh, yes. So good. No, no, no. I, I will completely and totally agree with you that they should have done more with him as an artist. But I, rem- I remember just getting this serene feeling, even though she was in his office and she was in his desk, when the book opened up to a picture of Elizabeth with her hair flowing and her eyes looking right at him, I was like, and then she had to go and draw a mustache on it. And I was like, (laughs) that serene feeling left very quickly. (laughs) Aside the painting, this is the first time we've actually seen Jack draw. I mean, correct. Jack draw something. Now that is a sign of a man so desperately so desperately in love especially because he's probably not going off of a picture nope he's going off of memory and we need another mop (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry we'll just call this segment (sighs) mop on ilc It's just so romantic. So romantic. It's very sweet. Oh, it very is. sweet. Very swoony. Mm, very uh, swoon worthy. So before we get too swoony here, because we need to save a little bit of the gush for the very, very end. What for? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but can we just grouse about Rosemary a little bit more? Because I have some questions. Give it to me, sister. (laughs) Rosemary in the saloon, playing the piano, having a grand old time, seeing Jack take a drink and she's all like, let me dedicate this song to a man I once loved, who I still love. And this song was playing at our engagement. I was like, oh, my question is, we all know that Jack has a way of being a very romantic man. Mm. Now, let's take, let's take it back a little bit, a couple years, two years, you know, prior. How in the world do you think Jack proposed to Rosemary with that song playing in the back? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I need someone, if you wrote a fan fiction about Jack and Rosemary in a previous life, okay, please send it to me because I would love... <laughs> To know how that relationship was because it's so unfathomable in my mind <laughs> and that song you made me love you isn't did yeah. clark gable sing that somebody sang that not clark gable yes a radiant 15 year old judy garland saying you made me love you to a photo of clark gable in broadway melody of 1938 anyway i'm just glad that clark gable didn't sing that oh man <laughs> <laughs> So my personal thoughts, just off the top of my head, I would imagine Jack doing something much the same way as he did for the dinner for Elizabeth. Mm. I would, I would imagine that he arranged a beautiful dinner and that he stood and he, I don't, 
I would think it would be in private just because he is a more of a shy person. Mm-hmm. He may have done it in front of a crowd because that's the way she wanted it. I was going to say, I, I feel like, yeah. She may have complained if it wasn't as public. Um, but so, but either way, alone or in public, either way, probably arranged a beautiful dinner and then requested to have the song played and then stood up and danced with her and then dropped to his knee and proposed. Mm. That's, that's how I see it. I could take it. I can see it's, the dinner thing. It makes sense as to why somebody would be singing You Made Me Love You. Yeah. It fits too because uh, she made him love her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah, that song, that song fits and it, it's kind of torturous to, it's kind of torturous to imagine. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I just, I don't want it that way. Another thing with Rosemary. Okay. <laughs> that is actually, this is the first time we see Rosemary a bit more vulnerable. A bit, yes. In her feelings. And she she and Jack talk. They actually have an adult conversation. An actual conversation, yes. And this is, the conversation I'm talking about is when he right after the song right after the song and he um jack says your presence can sidetrack an army (laughs) one thing that stood out to me there's actually two things is rosemary says to him the only thing that's felt real is you which goes to also show you how much of a fake world she's been living in yeah she's been living in an artificial world that's very theatrical and very very probably very much in her imagination yes uh-huh um which is also very almost a lot like julie just very different they're both oh, living yeah. in these like weird alternate universes wow casey <laughs> you're brilliant <laughs> yeah uh, well i just thought of that it, but they're, yeah. but they're so different from each other the characters yeah. and the way that they're living and julie's stuck in the clouds and everything's romance and um rosemary is stuck in this whole this alternate universe of drama and yeah there's a difference between being stuck in an alternate universe and being stuck in the clouds yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um so that's one thing that stood out the other thing that stands out there is a foreshadowing moment here Ooh, it's when she says to jack he's she she says have i have you told her all of this have you told her have you told elizabeth how you're feeling jack says no not really and then she says until you do i'll maintain a shred of hope isn't that what what coal valley is all about all about hope (laughs) Mm. i heard that i heard that yeah foreshadowing (laughs) of things to come oh i'm telling you and the other one other thing I'll add about Rosemary the way that she chooses 
to tell Jack that she's backing off. <laughs> it's such an actor thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I had a part, the lead, of course. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> and instead of saying, I'm not going to get in the way, I'll back off. You and Elizabeth be happy together. She says, I played a woman who was in love with someone else's man. The role never suited me. I accept your apology. (laughs) Oh, dear. And then, of course, we think that that means sayonara, Rosemary. And the very, very last scene, Elizabeth is trying to make peace. She's trying to part with her as friends. And she's staying! Yay! Yay! (laughs) Oh... Oh my gosh. At this point, we are not happy about that. We become so happy about that. But oh, of course. This, we can't this imagine point, this place without Rosemary. No, it would not be it would not be the same without Rosemary. You know, so, it's a great thing that things worked out the way they did. Because Pascal has said in the past that she didn't she thought it was a two-episode arc and that was it. Like and yeah. then she read the script and says, oh, I guess they think I'm staying. And, you know, I mean, for for an actor, when a show is canceled and you've had that steady job for so long, mm-hmm. even if it's not a really long run, if you've had steady work for that for a while and then all of a sudden it's gone, it can be very disconcerting. Mm -hmm. And so for her to be able to go from one steady job to another steady job and to become so many people's favorite character, you know, I mean, we, we just adore her. I am always drawn to characters that have this growth. Yeah. This just 180 growth. And I think that's one reason why I'm so drawn to Rosemary is, Uh I am very glad that the writers took Rosemary on the journey they have been taking her on. They could have easily kept Rosemary as the bad girl, the troublemaker, the The competition, the competition, but instead they've decided to grow her as one would as they are growing in their twenties and into their thirties and forties. Yeah. And I really appreciate that because I can't imagine Rosemary any other way. I know. You know. And the and the really wonderful part is she has calmed down, you know, her her dramatic flares have have lessened, but the outward personality is still there. Mm-hmm. So it just, she is not a different person. At the core, she's the same. Yeah, at the core, she's the same, but she has become 
a refined version of mm-hmm. Rosemary, yeah. which which is an even better job of the writers and Pascal because mm-hmm. she's because she's still Rosemary. Yes. You know, there are a lot of there are a lot of times when people just keep a character and then change them into somebody completely different. And it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But Rosemary is still Rosemary. Right. But she, a, and she does all of those funny little things that people roll their eyes at or giggle at and stuff like that. And she still has the flair for the dramatic, but she's become a true friend and she's a refined version of Rosemary. Yeah. And I, I think that just makes her more endearing. And I think that's why we are so desperate for Rosemary and Lean to have a baby and why we're so <laughs> invested in this storyline. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who? Who's Lee? <laughs> well, we'll get to him in a little bit. Don't worry about him, folks. But, but I mean, speaking of Rosemary as an overall character, especially now that we're about to jump back into season eight and present day. Yeah. I mean, seeing the contrast and seeing her growth and oh, it's a huge contrast. It is because I've been contrast. I've been going back and forth a lot. You know, I watched season seven to kind of jog my memory to get ready for season eight. I watched uh, New Year's Wish on New Year's Eve with my kids. I uh, I now and then I'm watching season one stuff for here, you know. So I'm jumping all over the place. So I'm seeing all these different versions of Rosemary, and I'm just thinking, man, look how far she has come. You know, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Oh, well. I know this is jumping way ahead, but I hope good things are in store for Rosemary. Yes, me too. <sighs> She's probably with- the one person who can make me laugh, make me angry, and make me cry. All in one fail swoop. <laughs> <laughs> All in one fail swoop of one show. <laughs> yeah. And Pas- I'm talking about the character too, not yeah. Pascal. Pascal's a no, fantastic we- actor. We love Pascal. But I think it was New Year's Wish when I was watching it back and I was laughing at Rosemary and her antics. And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, this woman is hysterical. Rosemary is the funniest person (laughs) here right now. I know. (laughs) Hmm. Let's let's transition to what she wasn't comfortable with, falling in love with someone else's man. (laughs) Yes. 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 Okay, I'm, I'm okay. I can do this. <laughs> Y'all so, knew I should have hosted this one. <laughs> Control of the mop. <laughs> are you telling? Are you kidding me? I am so happy I get to host this one. It's so exciting. <laughs> so we we uh, we hit uh, we come out of the gate running. We do. We come out of the gate running in this episode. Jack comes up. We don't even see him before he starts talking. Like, is it true you've taken a teaching job back east? I mean, that boom. <laughs> There's no entry. There's no transition. It's just boom. Getting down and dirty with it. Mm-hmm. And she said, I have it. I've had an offer. Okay, here's another point where I get a little upset with Elizabeth. 
a man doesn't propose marriage and get over it so easily. It's been two years. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is not, this is not a case where he was married to Rosemary and she died and he is now mourning her loss. Right. She dumped him. He moved on. And he really moved on. Mm-hmm. We don't see anything that we don't see any signs of him nursing a broken heart. Mm-hmm. In two years, you can get over someone very easily who has said that they don't want to be with you anymore. Right. <laughs> I mean, he could have found a way to win her back if he really, if really, he had really wanted, wanted to. to. Yes. And if he hadn't truly gotten over her, he would have been so happy to see her. Mm-hmm. He would not have been nearly as uncomfortable. Right. And he wouldn't, and he would not have gotten nearly as angry. Mm-hmm. If he had really wanted to be with her and take it from me, Hardy's. Okay. I got dumped by a guy that I had given two and a half years of my life to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I was angry. I was angry, angry, angry at this man for dumping me after leading me on. Cause that's exactly what he did. He led me on. And where was I two years after he dumped me? I was married <laughs> <laughs> and not to him. <laughs> I was married to my husband. So You can move on from someone who has said that they don't want to be with you. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier than moving on from someone who you, who you lost and you're still in love with. Mm -hmm. And trust me, he ain't in love with her. No, no. So yeah, that made me mad. That made me mad when she said, a man doesn't propose marriage and get over it so easily. I'm like, it's been a while. (laughs) He's had time to get over it. So he has. Can we talk about that drawing first though? I really thought it was an octopus. (laughs) And I just, and I love how they're having this very serious, very intense conversation. Think long and hard about your feelings. If that's what you want, I will. Is that a squid? Like, what the what? <laughs> yes, Jackie just asked the question that all of us are wondering: what in the world is this drawing, and why is she drawing a squid or an octopus or something? Oh my gosh! And then, and then his artistic side comes out, mm-hmm. and we see him draw this picture of a comet that seems so simple but it's breathtaking Mm -hmm. to just watch his hand work and to see the result and I love Elizabeth's face right there because she gets remember that quality that I talked about 
watching somebody mm-hmm. and you're falling in love with them while gazing at them when they are not really aware of your gaze. That's what Elizabeth's gaze looked like to me right there. She was just um, watching him <laughs> draw and she forgot for a moment that she was upset with him. You know, <laughs> And then of course, I can add a constellation if you like. How about you remove a constable? Okay, well, now we're back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to the banter. We're back to that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So now let's skip to, oh gosh, I love this scene. <laughs> let's, let's skip to when Jack comes back from hitting the trail of the two goons. Mm-hmm. Trail goes cold. He comes back. And may I just point out who was up waiting for him and who is nowhere to be seen? Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I was waiting for her to just show up out of nowhere because that's how Rosemary is. She just pops out out of nowhere. But for, oh my goodness. But seriously, dig a little deeper here. She is nowhere to be found. Yeah. Does she really care that much about him or does she just want a conquest? Right. Does she just want to go back to something that's familiar? But Elizabeth is sitting there in the middle of the night, as Jack pointed out, waiting for him to make sure that he came back safely. And there is no sign of Rosemary Laveau. <laughs> Let me just say that. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, she tries to cover it. Actually, I was just waiting for Haley's Comet. Haley's Comet. Do you know how many times I've heard that excuse? (laughs) You and us both, Jack. Yep. Oh, Mm -hmm. man. We know what sister's sitting there for. She's looking for you. (laughs) She's waiting for you. And he just... Daniel Lissing has this coy little smile that is just so endearing when he gets it on his face. And Mm -hmm. when he kind of goes up to her and his head's kind of down, he's looking up at her a little bit and saying, you worried I wouldn't? I was like, okay, I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gone. I'm dead. (laughs) She's melted into a puddle, folks. I have melted into a puddle. And okay, all of your talk about this town. (laughs) We have another town talk. Mm -hmm, We sure do. (laughs) This town needs you, Elizabeth. Not just this town. (laughs) Today, when I was watching, there was a moment where I squealed. The support you? It was the, um, the, the, when he walks into the classroom. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Take a walk with me. And there it is. And I'm gone. (laughs) I wrote in my, I wrote in my notes. that was definitely me when he walks in and says elizabeth take a walk with me 
is there a reason for this walk? And I was like, there yes, is. There is. <laughs> yes, oh there gosh. is. I love that line. I think that take a walk with me is probably my top, one of my top 10 lines regarding uh, Elizabeth and Jack in the series. Absolutely. Uh, oh my gosh. There's and- so much in there. We go back. It's another thing that they go back to. I love that's the full what I circle was, moment. That's what I was just going to say. It has become so meaningful because they brought it back and they mm-hmm. brought it back word for word. And it just means that going back and watching the first time it happened means so much more. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So so sweet oh my gosh it is and I love how they're bantering on their way on on, like on their way up to on the way up the hill yeah yeah they're talking about random things and you can almost tell in Elizabeth's voice that it's her it's like a nervous cover-up she's just spouting off these random facts because she's very giddy you can tell she's very giddy and talking about James Buchanan and you're like there's no (laughs) reason to be giddy about talking about some bachelor president (laughs) it's true it's true and I just and it's so it's so interesting that number one, who knew that historical facts could be so romantic? <laughs> <laughs> but number two, it shows what it shows that he has fulfilled his promise. Yeah. You know, he has done some soul searching because he told Rosemary that, but he didn't tell Elizabeth that. Mm-hmm. And he has done some reflecting and some reading. I don't know why reflecting on a relationship would take you to a historical book about American presidents, but whatever. (laughs) But he's been doing reflecting and reading and he brings up that the reason why Buchanan, or at least a good reason why Buchanan made so many bad decisions was because he didn't have a woman at his side. <laughs> I like that reason much better than that he was a Confederate sympathizer. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, who knew that historical facts could be so romantic? Who knew? <laughs> who knew? <laughs> and okay. Okay, okay, okay. Are we getting to the next, <laughs> are we getting to the line where he yes, says, Yes, yes, yes. You're the one. You're <gasps> the only one. Oh my gosh. Don't go. <gasps> oh my gosh. When he said, Don't go, yeah, but he hadn't even kissed her yet, and I was losing it. Between you're the one, you're the only one. And don't go. I was just like, I mean, my heart's pounding right now just thinking about it. And so me watching this for the first time and just discovering level upon level, peel upon peel, uh, layer, that's what I meant. Uh, So just level upon level, layer upon layer, how much I am loving the show. And then we get to this part and he says, you're the one, you're the only one and I said I would support you but 
don't go. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, is there- and I'm staying <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> you need to not convince me anymore. <laughs> I mean, is there anything more romantic to a single woman who is desperately in love with a man to hear that man tell her that he can't be without her? I don't think that there is anything else besides I love you that we would love to hear more. (laughs) It's so sweet. And then, oh oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So long. (laughs) We waited an entire season for this. I know. Of course, of course, you and I binge watched the season, so we had to wait very little time. Yeah, I mean, I waited maybe like 12 hours. But I which felt like exactly. an eternity. I, know. I don't know exactly how long it took me, but it didn't take me more than two or three days. Yeah. So but oh we finally oh. get a Jack and Elizabeth kiss. Hallelujah. <laughs> Cue the angel music. Cue the angel chorus. Okay, and not only did we get a kiss. Oh, it was a kiss, was man. Perfect. The the result was worth it because that kiss was so perfect. The mm-hmm. only thing that could have made it more perfect was if she had released a tear or two. That's the only thing that could have made it more perfect in my mind. Because I mean, I disagree. I think it was perfect the way it is, but you know, <laughs> to each no, no, their no, own. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, listen to me. I, I said it was perfect. The only thing that could have made it more perfect was that maybe she released a tear or two. It was perfect the way it was, but it could it could have gone up a notch in perfection for me if yeah. it had if it had maybe released a tear or two anyway i think that would have been a little over dramatic <laughs> melodramatic i think so just yeah. just a t- just a tiny little tear yeah, you know, a, know a, a hallmark necess- tear a hallmark no. tear <laughs> there are no tears in hallmark cammy <laughs> to quote someone else <laughs> oh my goodness it it was that perfect mix of passion and meekness mm-hmm. that's a good that, way to put it yeah yeah it's yeah. the it was the perfect mix of passion and meekness and boy could you feel it through the screen <laughs> oh they sure did deliver and the oh music and oh just the ambiance of that whole her, scene was just her, incredibly beautiful her tiny little whimper Sometimes it's barely even discernible, Mm -hmm. but she has that tiny little whimper that just shows, oh, he kissed me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's just such a beautiful scene. And it's, and it ended the season so perfectly too bad that the season didn't end there but that's okay you know (laughs) we had to go on and wrap a couple of things up yeah but it (laughs) was but I mean even at the end when they do see Haley's comment and they kind of 
see each other in the street and they're laughing and they should have kissed they should have kissed again under the comet that's what i think you know (laughs) i was a little surprised that they didn't i remember watching that i was like i thought they were gonna kiss again but yeah i i don't know there was something about the looks that they gave each other that oh no the looks the looks were wonderful yeah it just i don't know i feel like that if they would have kissed again it would have been out of place just because there's so many things going on and we've already wrapped quote unquote we've wrapped that up we're also talking about other things that are happening including um like the students Haley's comet abigail gowan etc so i i feel like it would have if it were a movie i think they should they probably would have been a nice ending with you know okay comment right but yeah. with this being a series and this being an episode i feel like it would have been it's just a little out of place because you have to continue you have to keep the momentum going you know i guess i guess um do you find it funny that right after they kiss the very next thing we hear is and so i have resolved to make this place my home it's like, <laughs> yeah i would too after that <laughs> oh after that kiss i would resolve to make that place my home too yep (laughs) after hearing a man like jack thornton tell you you're the one you're the only one don't go it's just like okay whatever you say (laughs) and i'm staying Uh (laughs) uh-huh oh boy what a way to end oh what season a way one. to end season one. Oh man, now if I can get my heart to slow down, then I'll ask you your trivia. <laughs> yeah. And what a way to segue into season eight, <laughs> where hopefully we're going to get another kiss. <laughs> Word on the street says, Word on the street? <laughs> we are getting a kiss. We're getting a kiss. Season. We're getting. We're getting a choice. We're getting a lot this season. We just have to be patient. (laughs) All right. Trivia. Trivia. Let's go. Okay. What is Rosemary's very first line in this episode? Oh, my word. I will give you a hint. I will give you a hint. She interrupts Elizabeth's lesson. I know, I know. She's coming down the stairs and she says something. I oh, hold on. What a sad look of students. What a I'm she sorry does, I overslept. She does say those things, but they're really not the apologize, first. But no, she does apologize. Does she um, apologize for saying, oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted your class because I overslept? She, I think she said, forgive me. But what's the very first thing she says? Oh, (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Why not a woman? Oh, that's because because Elizabeth says going into space. Can you imagine a time when a man could go into outer space? Mm -hmm. Why not a woman? I and I remember just rolling my eye. I'm like, really? (laughs) Go away. And then, I mean, right there, she's like, I've never seen such a sad-looking audience. Like, those children were spellbound. And they had just been talking about their fathers, so they're going to be a little little down. A little down. And But then Elizabeth said, can you imagine a time when a man could go into outer space? Those children, they weren't 
They yeah. weren't sad looking. They were spellbound. So be quiet, Rosemary. <laughs> okay. What is the name of the company lawyer? Oh, stink. Um, I did not write it down. Mr. Somebody, Mr. Richardson, Mr. John. <laughs> Mr. Richardson was the Pinkerton, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Just pulling names out of a hat. I don't know. Mr. Gentry. Oh, Gentry. Yes, yes. Bonus question. Because you are such an Anne of Green Gables fan, which Anne movie does he make an appearance in? It's the third, right? Yeah. He's the um he's Jack Garrison's editor, lawyer, no. somebody? No, he's he's a soldier. He works at the he works at the Red Cross and she comes to she comes to him uh with trying to get information about Gilbert. You know, this now is you gotta go back note. and watch I have it. to go back and watch it because the third movie is well, we won't go there. All right. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> what was the name of the judge that Jack wanted oh, to it's, come? It's Judge Farrell. Very good. <laughs> what did it say on the inside of the card? The card that Elizabeth what? gets? Mm-hmm. Oh, what did it say um, on the inside of the card? You bring sunshine to our lives. You're gonna give it to me because it says something like that. <laughs> you brought sunshine into our lives. Okay, okay. <laughs> Technicalities. Yes, very. <laughs> that is a very inappropriate question. <laughs> All right. Who was the first student to hug Elizabeth in what has become kind of the traditional round, round student classroom hug? Yeah. Um, Rosaline? Yes. Yes. And final one. The judge was stuck in Cooperville. Where? Very good. <laughs> good job. <laughs> All right, Hardies, we hope that everything is bright and sunshiny, even if it's cold. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.